stage. Snap photos from the pit. Documented musical stories. Thrashed in the crowd. And raged from the back. We are South Sisters! Welcome to another episode of the Sound Sister Podcast. I'm your host, Drea Dahl, and I'm here with my lovely ladies. Say hello, ladies. Angela Roserad. Gabby Kiss. On this episode, we're going to be talking to punk rock band Chaser. Established in 2000 in the heart of SoCal punk scene, Chaser made a name for themselves playing fast, catchy, melodic skate punk. And let me tell you guys, it fucking rips. Currently signed to Soundspeed Records, they've got a new EP dropping off called look alive and i'm telling you guys it's fucking killer and i'm so sad i slept on it and didn't get one but before we bring them in let's go around the room angela what's going on with you well this is the first time i've hung out with anyone outside of my family in literally five months six months yeah the last time i've seen you was eight months ago i want to say officially so that's a it's awesome like (laughs) i have to say it was like like we keep saying the best hug ever it really was but um i'm still a person that believes so like hardcore social distancing and taking precautions but i you know right now we are actively still spread apart and trying to do this recording thing together because we kind of realized there was a little bit of magic missing not being in the same room. And I know since we started this thing, we always discussed how this is more like a band. We treat it like a band. And I know that all of us have been social distancing. So we felt that this was like a safe avenue to try to slowly feel some normalcy. So that is a trip for me, especially because every time I drive to Gabby's house, I pass my old hood that I grew up in. Like literally in Mesa, I grew up in this hood and it, it's always a trip when you go past your childhood neighborhood. Right. And so it's always that reflectiveness, but not being around it since the pandemic, it's on another level. So even just like driving here and, you know, literally just seeing your house and coming in and being around people and feeling normal, it's weird to feel abnormal in what used to be normal. So, um, as I've discussed like many times, I'm very fortunate. I'm very creative in my everyday job. I'm working at home. So I've literally been so, so dialed in that I realized as an artist, the same topic that we always revisit, how it's important to still create something towards your voice. And so when you're constantly in this virtual environment, it's really hard to, get lost within that like days time like I mean I would sit at the computer for literally hours and hours and not realize and work past my time because I'm editing videos or in Photoshop or whatever and so I don't know it's things that I've had to figure out how to be safe in our new normal be respectful and practice social safe distancing but then doing things like I don't know taking a walk in the morning every morning with my dog and by the way if you want to get a little bit of exercise and you want to keep yourself honest, start walking your dog because they will never let you forget it. Even if 
you want to forget walking them. They're still begging because they want that. And so I tried to tell myself when I'm on these walks that I need to do things like instead of thinking about what I have to do for the day, what projects I need to get done, what am I doing for myself creatively? What am I, what do I need to do? And I have to turn myself and force myself into this different aspect of trying to find ways to get within the analog world instead of constantly being wrapped in the virtual world. So that's where I'm at personally. <laughs> so it's a lot. <laughs> What's well, good to see you. Yeah. I know it's so good to see you guys too, but you know, I, I want to encourage anybody out there who's, Part of the reason why I'm being so open and honest about this is that I'm an introvert extrovert and I realized I was getting to a point that I was just scared to even go outside and it was more than just COVID. It was more than that. It was just wanting to stay within my shell. And so it's really easy in this environment. So just be kind to yourself and be kind to others and find ways to still break through. And I'm hoping someone listening who may feel that way, even a little bit, can get a little bit of ray of hope. Because if anyone can reach that point, it's you. If I can do it, you can do it. So, but just do it safe. And Gabby, what's up with you? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm super stoked to have the band back together here. I sanitized everything, microphones, even the little mouthpieces on there for you. Oh. Um, and there's hand sanitizer on the table over there. If you yes. Want thank you. Um, we that will sanitize just, after, too. Yeah, we'll sanitize and, <laughs> and cover each other in sanitizer. Um, but <laughs> I've been good. Just really busy at work and printing and, like you said, trying to keep busy creativ- cre- creatively. Um, but that's been a little hard, too. But hopefully taking some time off again, off work. So hopefully I have some time to mess around with all the gear in my room. Yeah. <laughs> but, so hopefully 2020 I can create more music yeah so. you started fooling around with some solo stuff the other day right yeah so that's interesting because it's a completely new I don't want to get too much into the details of it but it's like new music for me and it's been really hard to try to think you know punk how to switch it to not be punk yeah it's been really cool and fun but it's like it makes you think makes you do more music theory and so that's been interesting that's been fun on my brain so and I learned how, I'm learning how to play the piano, so that's fun. Yeah. <laughs> so better hear some keywords on the next Pink's album. So <laughs> some synthesizer. Yeah. There you go. Eighty yeah. style. <laughs> like Bring I, it. I, or like I learn a little riff and then I just send it to Dre. I'm like, look what I just learned. Like, <laughs> I still have to send you that Cardi B one. It's yeah. Like two chords. <laughs> what about you, Dre? Absolutely nothing. Yeah. Just staying inside, guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I did have a friend actually hook me up with an, an interface, which is exciting, which means I can actually start recording guitar on the laptop as opposed to, you know, before recording it on my iPhone and then sending it to my band. So this is cool. So I can just do it on the laptop. I can also add in drum tracks, with, which would be nice just to kind of give it that foundation of where or what I want it to sound like. Yeah. And hopefully, you know, something comes out of it. It's been pretty, like I said on our last episode with Shoop, I haven't been very motivated to write lately because what am I going to, you know, what am I going to write about? But she made a really good point as to like, 
try to just do a song you wouldn't normally do as like an exercise and i was like that's fucking like that's valid as fuck right there so you know just kind of messing around with that and learning something new that i'm familiar with from going to like recording studios and and just over the years like kind of understanding what they're doing i just don't know like the settings or you know how to do it in the actual program so it's something new as long you know like i always thought like coming into like covid and like quarantine and everything it's like okay like the whole goal for me is to come out of this a better person or better version of myself than when we started yeah i might have gained like a covid 15 pounds or whatever but whatever we all did and these yeah. eyebrows are on fleek, let me <laughs> fucking tell you. Yeah. Um, so, Split ends for days. Yeah. I, I, like, I'm telling you, like, this is the best my hair has ever felt. Me too. It's, yeah. This is the longest it's been in a while. I feel like, I feel like each pink, ha- yeah, and even Angela, we all have long hair at this point, and it's, yeah. this is like our metal phase. Like, we totally like, just have long hair, and everybody's hair looks good, and like, and it's because you know when I'm not blow drying my hair. At yeah, all. I haven't blow dried it since March. Since March, I did for you bitches. <laughs> I did my eyeliner for you bitches, which, by the way, it was oh, yeah. dried out because I haven't used it for yeah ever. Yeah, I, I I get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My eyeliner too, like dried up. Like we we did a um, the live stream show. I think it was three weeks ago. I wore makeup that day because I was like, we're gonna be on camera, so I wore makeup. Literally the next day, my skin was like so pissed at me, oh. breaking out and everything. Like, you you know, because we've I've just become accustomed to like not doing makeup every day. Because why were we doing it? Because we had to like go to work or like yeah. be somewhere or like overly doing our makeup for shows. And yes. we don't have any of that right now. Nothing. So it's just like, uh, you know what? If once we go back to work, I'm all for like not wearing bras anymore so i don't know who else wants to get on that train for me but like why are you looking at me (laughs) (laughs) fuck a bra like fuck a bra fuck a bra sports bras all day i I literally embracing the sports bra i I haven't i haven't worn a bra a real bra in months like i've just been (laughs) fucking wearing sports bras like why not like fuck it it's sports bras yeah, um, I yeah. bet, like, some Amazon's got some killer sports <laughs> bra deals yeah, right yeah. now. Yeah. Girl, bitches are tired of underbra- underbriers. <laughs> like, we don't need this. Yeah. We don't fucking need this. Yeah, no, Amazon's got some killer uh, workout clothes. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm on that train, too. But um, Yeah. So, yeah. I wore pants for you guys. <laughs> Fuck that. I'm wearing workout pants. <laughs> I got was jean shorts. Yeah, but, so, I mean, I still, yeah. I was like, I was like, I'm going to do my hair a little bit for my girls. <laughs> I want to look good for them. Dude, I'm kind of scared to put on my real pants. Like, I haven't done it in months. Like, I do- honestly, I'll be honest, I donated what I had because I was like, these oh, fuckers aren't going to fit. This like, gonna- <laughs> get dead to me. Get dead to me. I was like, me. fuck <laughs> ever wearing pants again. I'm just going to work workout you're pants. You're doing good. You're donating clothes. Yeah. Doing being held through the environment, not wearing so much makeup and using it. Yeah, that's, trash, a, that's so. a good point. You know, like, there, it, it is. Let's being be a better person. So even if I've- you don't create. Yeah. Right. I mean, I have to say, even though I'm not doing personal work, I have never excelled as much like with, with writing or video editing or pro- and progressing in some way, because you have to learn everyone's dialed in. So you have to work so much faster and more yeah. efficient. So 
I can't wait to apply that shit when <laughs> when when it's back to, to live back. music. Yeah, because it'll be, be great. I'm going to waste two hours too. a day driving to work. You yeah. know, I do like work at home. Like, there's part of me is like, I, I can, I can do this, but I also my work laptop. I haven't been turning. It's, yeah. I've been doing a couple of months of just not turning on my camera, like everyone does, but I just don't. Like, yeah. I'm just like no, I haven't. If you want to see this, you gotta pay. Uh, <laughs> Me, I'm just all no, it's chill. No, no, it's yeah. good. It's good, but it, you know. I don't know. I guess there's got to be a balance. Like, yeah. You have meetings at like eight or nine in the morning. It's like, dude, I just woke up. Like, <laughs> See, like, we have meetings twice a week and camera is required. And you can, uh, it's weird because you can see people like just chilling, like, in their couch, like in their, on their couch, in their bed, no makeup, no anything. But I think <laughs> oh it's gosh. just the world Ugh. we live in right now. See, it's uh, different. I'm all day, all day meetings. Yeah. All, half of my day's meetings. So yeah. I'm like, no, no, no video. Yeah. <laughs> no, you don't get this. You don't get yeah. this. Yeah. But Sound Sisters does. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So when we come out of the pandemic, no bras, no makeup, and let's come out better people and versions of ourselves. But on that note, let's go ahead and jump into the round table. So we decided we want to know. So the world is crazy right now. How do we keep saying in this? What keeps you motivated other than listening to music and getting lost in that creative space? Uh, I've been doing a lot of rabbit holes with ghosts lately. Um, I, oh, I have yeah. a story for you guys. I have a Thanks story. Thanks for those right before bed too, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> There's times where I'm all, I'm leaving this unread because I can't, and I need to go If to bed I tonight. send it late at night, yeah. probably you should watch it the next day <laughs> yeah, because it's, I'm, if it's me sending it, I'm like, oh, fuck. Uh, so... Uh, what have I been doing? I've been, you know, reading uh, a book by Kyle Gray called uh, Prayers for Angels, which has been really helpful um, with my spirituality and figuring that out and just kind of like being more connected with my spirit guides and understanding what that means. Um, I've been, like I said, going down a ghost rabbit hole and I do have a story about that. I was sitting on our couch in the apartment and I was on my phone, of course, looking at TikTok, actually, the, you know, just the, I, I, I look at it when I have spare time and which isn't a lot because I'm, I feel like I'm on the computer all fucking day. But when I have a moment, I'll look at it and like go through videos. So I'm looking at it and I'm thinking that Nydia is in the restroom. Right. And uh, so I have it up like this and I'm scrolling and I'm looking at it and I see something out of the corner of my eye go go from the hallway to the bedroom and I, I kid you not I kid you not first I was afraid then you were petrified I was petrified <laughs> <laughs> no ser on a serious note Sorry, I was sure I, I like of... stopped dead in my tracks I was like oh my god I just saw a fucking shadow figure walk because I'm fucking watching too many ghost videos right <laughs> oh fuck I just saw one out of the corner of my eye so I'm sitting there and I'm like Okay. Um, do I do I call do I call out for her and like I'm thinking okay what if she like comes out of the bathroom and I really oh, did shit. see something fucking walk down the hall. So I'm like all right no fuck this like I've watched too many ghost videos to be like a little bitch now so I got up from the couch and like went into the room to like see like what was in there and thankfully she was in there and oh, it was her and <gasps> <Should've recorded> it. <gasps> me not paying attention oh, and be on my man. phone like 
And she's our skeptic. Yeah. That's so funny. I had something similar happen, but it was like in the office with fluorescent lights. And I was like looking oh, up shit. shit that I should have been doing. And then someone just comes up to me like, hey, Angela. And I'm like, like, ah! <laughs> like almost like, how dare you do I'm this? not looking at ghost videos at work right now. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, so yeah, reading more and, you know, just losing myself in that kind of world. Um, what about you? Anything? Well, like I said, the walks have been super, super key. I feel myself getting more existential thinking in that realm, which is kind of dangerous when you blend that with a virtual environment because you're, it's too extremes. So I think for me, it's more or less trying to, even if I find time to just relax or watch a movie, I'm watching something that inspires me. Like I'm so into documentaries. I'm so into just different real life stories and that's always been something that's really, really inspired me. So um, I think just being able to take a moment and finding ways to be creative in every aspect is important, but I do have to admit that that's something I'm trying to find again, a balance for and holding myself accountable for it because at the end of the day, I mean, I can say that when I get out of COVID, I've done a lot of creative work but I've done a lot of creative work for other people. Mm-hmm. I've learned a lot for myself to progress within myself professionally and personally, and it will eventually lead into my artistic stuff. But what have I done personally? And it's, it's almost like I'm not to get back to like, you know, George Floyd or all these other type, like hot tickets, the, the, you know, black lives matter movement and everything else. But it's that whole thing that it's like, just because it's not full of your feed doesn't mean that it's still not, relevant. You still need to remember that, hey, in the beginning, we we're gung-ho, like, yes, we're going to create this amazing artistic musical revolution. But while we're doing it, we're stumbling a bit sometimes. And it not, may not go the way that we want to. So it's a matter of trying to find, okay, let's try to just keep pushing forward. And so that's kind of when I, where I'm at, is to always loop back to that old version of myself and speak to her, but then also embrace the new version of me, because I know what if change is in a lot of ways positive right yeah yeah me is just from one extreme to the other it'd be like learning well i'm doing a little bit more video editing like trying to get into doing that and like kind of balance between music video editing and then like starting a new business like (laughs) so like that's so gabby it's it's like one from one to the other um it's still in the screen printing industry but i'm still doing the research on it but i think i'm starting another business with oh shit that i think you should just buy so, stock in gabby chaos <laughs> whatever you're doing yeah so you go. i might go in with my brother but i don't Good know you, dude. We, we just started i had an idea and then we just started thinking about it and i'll tell you guys more off off the record stuff but so yeah i've been either low editing or i've been crazy researching on more stuff so so yeah that's how I've been keeping busy. I just think, I mean, even though he's like, empires, because isn't technically everything supposed to be open in Arizona, right? Right now it is. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I live in Appland so much and I don't yeah. have regular TV that I still live like everything's closed. Me too. Yeah. Me too. yeah. Cause, and that's how I want to, just because I want to, we, we all yeah. live with high risk people. You yeah. are one of them, Drea. Mm-hmm. You, you know, we all yeah. need to be careful with that, but yeah, it's. 
But it's true because I think even when things are open, we're, we're not going to be the same. I we're always going to be different. It's going to be different. It's going to be a different world. Like we'll, we will never go back to what we knew. I hope it's cleaner. I mean, yeah. Fuck. Yeah. yeah. More sanitized. But I do miss that like dirty punk pits though, dude. Nothing can like. Sweaty, yeah. like beer spilled greeting everybody openly with a hug that's always going to be a hard thing yeah it's true (laughs) it'll be different for a while i feel like it won't be like this forever eventually we'll get back to comfort zone Mm -hmm. but who knows but we still need to all be safe and respect yeah i mean they're already like trying to find like people to do covid19 trial runs for this vaccination and that's a whole other other conversation that we could have like would you do it yes or no like i don't think i would no not right now anyway i feel like let other people try it and then let me see (laughs) how it is let me see like the side effects of that medication and I mean, I don't know. I just I don't think you're, I would do it right you're not now. gonna like, get your implant in me like that, <laughs> man. Oh, that's a whole other conversation yeah. too, like implants and getting scanned, like another <laughs> rabbit hole. I know, but I mean, it's amazing because you did tag today, like one of the most life changing, like tour moments oh, too. Yeah, that was a crazy time for me personally, and I know that I was love exciting. Those things, I know but... they're hard to see yeah. right now. They definitely like are. A year yeah. ago, we're all fucking happy. And, I mean, we're still yeah, happy. Yeah, we're, all, we're but, fucking happy you know. in that picture I posted. <laughs> yeah. uh, we were all stoked. We were like, yeah. <laughs> eating burritos in San Jose. <laughs> fucking burritos, man. Oh, that was the <sighs> night. Was that the night we slept in the basement? And I had yes. A knife? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I got a new knife. I got a- the only <laughs> thing that's missing from that picture. <laughs> wow. Oh, that's oh shit. Badass. The only thing that's missing from that picture, because we had Big Red in there, was Kelsey. That's one thing that we never that's got to right. do is all of us go on tour because it's usually two crew versus that. But yeah, it's gonna happen. One I day. feel. I feel I like Kelsey said she was down for Europe. I feel like so t- I was like, going too, and so was Big Red. We were all. Oh. I'm all. I don't fucking care if you don't need me. I'm going. <laughs> I'm bitch. going. <laughs> well, so far, we have one show booked for next year. So yeah. Start. But isn't isn't Chaser too booked for the same show? Yeah, yeah. What? Yeah. What did I just do there? Hey, did I just? Is that a segment? Is that is that yeah. a setup? Hell yeah, it was. All right, so we're gonna bring in Chaser here, right here on the Sound Sister podcast. <laughs> Quality. We are one, but it's a work in progress. 
Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the podcast all the way from uh, quarantining in, in SoCal, right? Give it up for yep. Chaser! Yeah. Hey, what's up, everybody? Yeah, living that claw life for sure. <laughs> yeah. So what's up, dudes? Well, Not much. We, uh, yeah, we're just doing as much as we can music-wise during this whole down downtime, this whole uh, quarantine. World's shut down, but... We've uh, we've been busy still, been putting out music. We're yeah, basically we're, we're, tr- we're trying we're trying to keep people uh, trying to keep people interested uh, as much as possible when we can't play shows and can't tour. I'm sure you you guys obviously know that all too well. It's it's tough. So we're trying to keep uh, all the fans and all the friends and all the people that are interested in the band engaged and uh, and what we're doing because we are doing a lot. We finished a record, recording it right before everything shut down so wow. it was it was perfect timing in that way but also terrible timing because now it's like okay we got to hold off and figure out a new plan given the fact that touring is not going to resume for a very long time and which we kind of knew as this thing progressed into the late spring and such so that's where we are looking at you guys's live footage man you guys own it own it with like yeah. your shows and everything you put so much into it oh my cute we hear a daddy in the background <laughs> that's the story of our lives these days yeah so it's my son simon yeah hey simon hey say hi say hi to everybody he's got a All dinosaur right. shirt gabby's the about that dinosaur life so. oh it's the best <laughs> No, but that's, I mean, back, back to, you know, just you guys killing it with your live shows and everything else. I mean, everybody, all live bands are feeling it, right? I mean, concert goes, I'm music photographer, that's me, I, we're feeling it. But how did yeah. you guys, how are you guys keeping the energy of a live music band besides, you know, what you're doing before, which is recording, but how are you moving forward? Are you doing lots of streams or what are you guys doing? So we're, we're not. Yeah, we're not. We actually haven't done um, many of the live streams. We did the Punk Rock Saves Lives and a couple of the acoustic shows for Spam Fest and those when this all started. Um, you know, we're just staying heavily heavy on social media. We're really engaging with the fans, commenting. And we're in a unique position that we have a lot of material right now that we could drop a couple of singles, drop a new uh, seven-inch EP, m- new music video, and really just stay engaged with the fans. I think... I don't think there's often a comment that, you know, comes across our page that one of us isn't replying to. And I think that's really important right now to just kind of remind people that, hey, we're, we're still here. The music industry is getting hit hard. I mean, it's getting blasted. And I'm genuinely scared of what's on the other side of this. But I think we got to give some normalcy to the fans and let them know, hey, we're here. We're active. You know, reach out to us, et cetera, for whatever it's worth. So that's what we're trying to do to fill the time. And I hope we can get around to doing um, – streams the venomous pink streams that you guys did you girls did was badass so i hope that oh, we can thank you like that <laughs> yeah that was like well how many months since we didn't see each other like five months six months we yeah we hadn't yeah. we hadn't seen each other since march mm-hmm. and then we kind of just yeah. decided you know let's do let's do a concert Daddy. and luckily we have a friend here in town who has a studio Daddy. like that Full setup. That's, that's, yeah, that's awesome. I can't help you right now, dude. So we uh, we actually hadn't seen each other or practiced since we were in the studio recording the songs. So when we we actually just got together the last month or so, uh, playing a couple, you know, a couple of band practices. <laughs> Too much. And um, we realized that it was the first time that we actually played the songs together 
since before we went into the recording studio in February. Oh, wow. So we actually hadn't even played these songs live together, even in a practice studio since December, January. Wow. wow. So, yeah. so you guys... So you have seen each other, or you're still ha you still haven't? No, seen we 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 just did. We just got together the last couple of weeks. We got together wow. and, and practiced at least, and that was the first time. But even further, those songs we hadn't played together because right. we were in the studio for a month or two. So we hadn't even played them since really the, the beginning of the year. So that was that was interesting. Frankly, that was a blast getting to jam through some of the songs live again and feel them live for the first time. And, and that's awesome. That's so. Yeah. This is actually our first time recording together in the same room for for oh, cool. I don't know. Actually, it's been almost a year because we went on a hiatus when they went yeah. touring. So there is a lot of that energy sometimes, but it's that anticipation. But yeah. luckily, you guys are practicing and being safe and still like encouraging that amongst other people, which we obviously do and support as well. So yeah. great, yeah. you're bringing home that message. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Just um, let's talk about the EP that drops tomorrow. Um, Congratulations. Yeah. I yeah. saw that it fucking yeah. sold out and and I think Chris told me over an hour. What is that? That's <laughs> what? You know, awesome. Um, what? I don't know. Maybe we what? rigged the system a little bit and we didn't print enough perhaps. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but it yeah, it did. Uh we you know, we really wanted to hype up the charity side of it. We thought that that was really important right now. I don't know if you saw that, that the vinyl was dedicated for four different charities and four different colored variants. Um, we had Equal Justice Initiative, Educational First Steps, uh, Surfrider Foundation, and Crisis Aid International. And we thought that that was just kind of a way to send a message to the fans. Hey, guys, again, we're still here. Feels like the world is crumbling and on fire around us. We can all still do our part, whatever we can control. And that was kind of our way of just doing a little bit to give back. So we printed four different color variants. We did a two-song EP, two sides, side A, side B. And we took two tracks that for the most part were actually slated for the new album. And we said, you know, in light of us pushing back the new album, we got to give the fans something. I mean, we already dropped our in the studio video, check out these new songs from us in the studio. And then the world just came to a stop. So we needed to give them something to kind of time over. We just felt that was our duty. So we thought, hey, let's make it a nice charity do something to give back during these times us all recognize that there's something bigger than us in this world and uh i think the fans really ate it up and the artwork was absolutely killer yeah yeah, my, I love my, that. My, yeah. And, yeah and luckily so, we, we so had bad. a lot of songs we recorded a lot of songs um so luckily we have these extra songs that we could uh spring, you know put out there right now and still have enough for a, a solid full-length album um so we're really lucky in that aspect that we we recorded a, a lot of songs before the world stopped. But to go back to what you girls were saying, yes, we actually did sell out within an hour. Nice. Wow. And think about it this way. When you're, it's finally safe to go to a live concert again, everyone will have those songs memorized. That'll be like yeah. a first, right? <laughs> everyone will know that shit like the back of their hand. Yeah. <laughs> That's the hope. Yeah. And the plan is to... Oh, no. Uh, he froze. What? He froze. Mike, Mike, <laughs> <laughs> Mike. Let's take a Mike, Mike, I'm the boomer. I'm supposed to be the one that struggles with technology. Yeah, we got to teach Bill where the. That's my job. Is. Yeah, that's my job is to be the old guy who uh, I don't know. can't we, figure we out. We lost Mike. <laughs> the, the, the plan is so. What's, not, what's not funny? Sure what, what's funny yeah. is when we do resume live shows. You know, talking about the EP coming out and having a good, probably solid, almost year 
hopefully of concerts or, you know, shows resume next summer uh, of knowing the songs and learning them, you know, now we're like, have to rework our set completely. You know, it's like we had our sound, the siren set, you know, locked in and it was kind of like the thing that we just played most of the time with little variations here and there, depending on the set, set time. But now it's like, we're just kind of, it's a good problem to have, but we're thrown into, Oh my God, how do we get a half hour? How do we, pick the right songs for the half hour that we have to play this show, especially the bigger festivals, you're not going to get 50 minutes. You're going to get 30 minutes. <laughs> so that's kind of, yeah. uh, you know, that's, that's, that's going to be a, a new fun challenge to maximize that live performance and get the most bang for your buck and really give the people that are there the best show you possibly can with the best songs. And I don't know, it's, it's, I, I'm, I'm really excited to put it together, but I'm also kind of, nervous like oh god let's not pick the wrong two songs for this spot or whatever you know right well we've yet to chance. we've yet to see bill uh how are the fans going to respond to the new album are they going to prefer those songs right over the sound of siren songs or are they still going to want yes. to hear yes they better know, 2018 they, <laughs> they i better think they will yeah, I, I do it, too but i, yeah, I agree we'll but these are valid questions you guys are i mean you guys have that socal skate punk sound dialed in love the melodic feel to it which by the way it's pretty crazy how some of those tracks are so true with what we're going on right now but yeah. you guys record it prior to all this happening that's kind of wild but yeah it's, it, it, I, th I think totally i think everything has been amplified like these problems were a thing before the pandemic but the pandemic just took the problems we had and the kind of the issues we had and just made it uh amplified you know like so it wasn't like there wasn't, you know, racial inequality or racial injustice. It wasn't that there wasn't economic injustice. It just, or there wasn't, uh, you know, polarization in our politics. All those things just got blown up and became that much more like intense. So, um, you know, it wasn't that we were predicting the future as we were dealing with the present and all of a sudden the present just yeah. became a lot more intense. That's a good point. Yeah, that's a good yeah. point. And I think made hey. there he is. Back again. Oh, he's Am frozen again. Okay. He was frozen in a blue steel look for a moment there. He's all blue steel. Sorry. <laughs> Am I good now, though? Am I good now? Yeah. They got internet out in Riverside or what? <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. Dude, since, since all this homeschooling and, and virtual learning, my oh, Wi-Fi is yeah. totally sucked up. <laughs> it's totally true. You know what I'm saying? I do. I do know what you're saying. I'm a homeschool life, nice. too. Homeschool dad, for sure. Yeah, are all do all of you guys have kids at home? Just just you two. So it's that. Davy Davy, our drummer, has a two year old, a little one. Yeah, not, he's not in school. Yeah. But. yeah, Mike and I are in the school mix. We got two kids, both in school. It's challenging, dude. The homeschool it's, is challenging. Sure. It's intense. Yeah, it's <laughs> all day, all hands on deck. It's, for sure. it's another thing that became way more intense with the pandemic because, right. like. You know, you love your kids and everything, but right. being in the house <laughs> but. with your kids all day long, whew, God love them. Well, and I, yeah, it's a lot. I work in the education <laughs> system, and so it's hard because you guys have had, as parents, had to fast forward and become teachers. Right. And, and have to be on top of technology, not to mention if you have work-at-home situations. So lots of different hats being worn in a small, confined space. So kudos totally. to you guys for leading it because it's generation you guys are doing it so yeah and kudos kudos to the teachers that are also have you know bill actually happens to be a high school teacher as well but to the teachers that have to adapt 
and have to do their best and find new ways to get through to the kids and to teach the kids and keep them stimulated. So kudos and thanks to you for, you know, doing it as well and, and fighting this fight with us. Well, well, and it, that brings up a good point too, because with the teachers and educators, a lot of times people don't realize that their teachers are having, I'm not a teacher myself, but I support a lot of teachers like through my job. But what they do is they're spending a lot of extra time. Yeah not getting paid based on salary just to be able to help yeah. them. And so it's a selfless thing. So good for them. Yeah. You know they're the real MVPs for sure. You know what I noticed that three of us have guitars in our backdrop, Mike, it's time to get a guitar in your backdrop. <laughs> where, where's, where is the, where is the LaDon guitar collection? We need to see this. Or it's a collection of microphones, you know, or, yeah. or whatever. <laughs> there you, go. Just you, you need, you need the music gear behind you. Yeah. Yeah, there. there you go. <laughs> there, there it is. There. Oh, is it there? Okay. Is that? Is that? Let's never forget Tony Sly right there. Sweet. Right there. Yeah. Oh, the acoustic. Yeah. The, nice. Yeah. So yep, that's what I got. So besides being, you know, state or teachers at this point, everybody, <laughs> what have you guys been doing other than you know, homeschooling? What's what is keeping you occupied since we can't play shows and, and, you know, do what we love. Writing new um, music for our yeah. 2024 album. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, I, I think that's, yeah, I think we're all like kind of thinking about the next record and throwing down some riffs and, you know, throwing down songs and, you know, I'm still practicing just like we were getting together for practice, but I, I just like to keep my chops up. So I just practice the songs that we're going to, uh, or we're open to playing during the next set to just kind of stay sharp, you know, so because I know, you know, eventually it's going to hit and like, I don't want to be like six months not picking up a guitar and all of a sudden, you know, just rusty as hell. So I just, uh, I just love playing guitar. I'm a kind of a gym rat like that. I just love jamming on guitar and I just try to do it every day. And I just, it's not a, it's not a chore for me. It's always like, just love. I just love doing it. And even if it's by myself, you know, ever since I was a. Uh, Bill's already, Bill's already making us. He's making us practice the set list for uh, for our shows in one year from now. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> nice. That's that's who I am as a. Am I, yeah, is there a delay or can you hear me? We can hear you. Yeah. So Bill's Bill's very uh, he he likes to be prepared and um, you know he's he's uh, has us practice the set list already for whenever the next show is. You guys don't so listen to me keep... though. I I try, but you guys don't listen. <laughs> you just you just tune me out. No way, dude. You tune me out 100%. Pop it's cool, speak. though. It's cool. I try. I'll keep trying. Listen. With I'll, keep, all yeah. I'll keep trying. This is another time. band therapy session. <laughs> <laughs> That's, I always joke that I'm their band therapist. Here's an idea. There. Yeah, no, no, no passive aggressiveness there. I just. You know. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. <laughs> nothing but love. I only see nothing but love there. Yeah. Do you guys, did you guys, before you got together, try any virtual jamming together? Like trying to. We did try that. It was, it didn't work. <laughs> Mike's in here. Mike's got his dial up cable. <laughs> it doesn't work. We can barely do a, a video call. Yeah. Too much delay. We, uh, um, we, we tried. But it was we did hard. try. We did try though. I'll, I'll, I'll give us an A for effort because we certainly made that effort. <laughs> but it was yeah. like the, the lyrics were like two seconds behind the guitar it was like latency general it was like no this ain't gonna work <laughs> we have been uh we have been writing songs like jesse said our our goal as a band is to put out 
a, a full length album every two years. We, we want to be on a, a two year program. We want to stay relevant. We want to keep the touring opportunities uh, present and you got to have new music and to, to stay relevant in my opinion. Um, so we do write a lot and we would have released this year. So we released Sound of Sirens in 2018. We would have released the new full length this year, which means our next full length will be 2022. Um, but now the next full length is gonna be 2021. So we're already writing for what's gonna be out in a, a year after that. So. And you know what else we're doing a year after? Well, yeah, because we, we got to stay on the two year program. So that's 2022, bro. All right, let's see. Let's see. <laughs> well, and you know, I You're think right. something that I think something we always focus on too, which is good, and, and it's definitely like I feel like the album we put out should always be the best album we have, and that we should never like we should never put out something that's substandard or never put out something that wasn't an upgrade over what we put out before. And I feel like with our next record it's definitely an upgrade as much as I love sound yeah. of the sirens. And I still do. I feel like we have definitely took it to, uh, you know, it sounds, you know, kind of a cliche or trite, but I, I really feel like we kind of did the next level thing and, and raised the game and brought it up yeah. to uh, just the songwriting, the production, just everything kind of just, we raised it up. Yeah. We, you know, I listened to it and it sounds fucking amazing. Yeah. Congratulations. On oh, thank you. Thanks. Thank you for listening. Thanks. You know, it's, it's really, it was, I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh, Gabby was just, oh, I was just saying like the production, like the, your, yeah. your engineer and like yeah. mixing mass, like everything was just like, I have it, I, I played it my studio. <laughs> Oh, and then there's the puppers in the background. Yeah. <laughs> so many puppies. We have, so, we have some. We have, some wild house, we have some wild households around here. <laughs> it's one of the things I do really love about the virtual environment is seeing everyone's like little, seeing their like, you know, yeah. their, their fur kids, you know, all that good stuff. Oh, yeah. It's what? Yeah. Is that a pig? Is that a pig? It's a fucking pig. What? Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry I ate bacon this morning. <laughs> so cute. <laughs> You're so cute. <laughs> Wow. Wow. How do I come back from that? Sure, I know. Go for it. So let's, let's kind of like go back to the roots to our listeners who may have not heard of Chaser or not familiar with Chaser. How exactly did the band start? What's the story? I want to know. Take, take it, Mike. Founding yeah, members. Mike. Go all the way back. Sure. A brief history of Chaser. Um, we started in 2000. So 20 years ago, we were in high school. Um, we were just a, a small high school band. We, there were different members. Um, myself and our guitarist were best friends growing up. Um, and we just had a, a passion and a love for punk rock. So we wanted to try to create it or recreate it. Um, so I, I got a guitar and taught myself some power chords. And we started by just doing covers of, you know, some easy Green Day and Offspring songs and things like that. Um, hooked up with a, a local dr a drummer from our school who's in the marching band. And um, he, uh, he had his own drum kit in his garage and we were all really new to our instruments. We, we didn't really know how to, how to play yet, but um, we just had such a passion for it that we, we learned, learned how to play some covers. And then we uh, just kind of started writing our own songs and it just went from there. And then over the years, we, uh, we had some new members come and go, but the core we have now, the, the, the members we have now is by far the best uh, incarnation of the band, the best lineup for sure. <laughs> Work. Was that the piggy? <laughs> was that the piggy? Or was that me? I that. Just, no. <laughs> <laughs> you want to show them that flyer you have? Oh, yeah, yeah. So I, I've known Mike for a fucking long time. I don't know. It's been 
I was probably 19 when I yeah. met him. And I still have this, like, crusty little flyer I have. I don't know if you remember, Mike. It's a- Whoa. Yeah, oh. that's awesome. With VW nice. Trainwreck. Yeah, nice. That Big Fish Bar. Kevin Wonder. Yeah. I miss that venue. <laughs> yeah, that was a cool spot. It's all crusty, but I keep old flyers from, like, back in the bands I used to play in. And I'm like, oh, yeah. So what, what band, Gabby, were you in back then? Uh, it, was, it was called Lookout Look. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. That's right, yeah. Dudes, when are we going so, to Arizona? When are we going to Arizona? We haven't been we gotta, to Arizona. With this not in the summertime, bros. Just not <laughs> no. in the summertime, because yeah. we yeah. care about you. That, that, that's more. Yeah, that's more of a more of a winter trip, maybe. Yeah. Well, I mean, you guys it, are dude, Arizona. We do. We have say Arizona. It was always such a, a good stop for us whenever we would tour. Um, we would make a point just to go out there for for weekend shows. So yeah, as soon as all this is over, Bill, we'll, we'll definitely we gotta, out there. Yeah, weekend. we gotta put that yeah. together. I keep telling these guys, I literally yep. have a van. We can load this thing up. I'll take the surfboards out. We'll put the gear in. Road trip. Do Let's it. do this. Yes. In the next, like, couple months, it's going to start getting pretty cool right now. So yeah. where, where you guys are at, is everything still on lockdown uh, through COVID? They opened up uh, Arizona. San but... Diego is actually just, just – the, the case counts were low up, uh, according to the governor, to open up – However, that kind of irritates me because they're not opening schools, but they're opening bar restaurants and just like, you know, so the schools are still all virtual. So to me, I, I have my own personal opinions about what should be the, the focus and the focus should be the schools. But yeah, our case counts are pretty low where they're opening up uh, gyms and churches and the rest of it. So uh, in San Diego, anyway, uh, they're definitely they're, they're going forward with some uh, with some uh, restrictions being lifted. How about OC, dudes? Same. I mean, they got hair salons and restaurants opening back up. But as you How about said, schools? School, schools and everything else still closed. Yep. For us. Insane. Yeah, yep. it, it's tough. It's different. Yeah, but unfortunately, venues. <laughs> I'm just curious. <laughs> no, I mean, I mean, it's, it's, it's definitely crazy because, you know, just trying to figure out, like, what – the best decisions are like the these outside sources that kind of control everything and and just trying to find our new normal within this abnormal thing and we were just talking about before we brought you guys in i mean i think we all feel that it, nothing is going to be the same so at the least we have certain people like positive music like what you guys have to really like get us through it and to to remind us of that greater good because I, I'm a huge fan of, you know, gang vocals. I'm a huge fan of like melodic punk. I love it so much, but sometimes it gets a bit contrived and you guys definitely have a variant sound with each song. It's very unique with each one. It's not very, you have a formula, but it, it surprises you on each track, which I think is very, it's very hard to do in that genre, in my opinion. That's, that's awesome. That's, that's, that's great to hear because honestly, that's awesome. a, what we put a lot of focus into on the new full length is we wanted to like, we wanted somebody, I always feel like an album, even though we're in an era of singles now and you know, the full album and people buying CDs and popping it in and listening all the way through and or for my era tapes, I guess. But um, that's kind of a bygone era to a degree. Finals coming back a little bit, but I think it's like, we want, we still feel like we want when somebody puts it on and runs it front to back that you yeah. take them, that it, it holds up, that it's not just the same song over and over and over again in a different key or yes. whatever. Like, and so we put a lot of attention in that. We put a lot of attention into 
what song's going to go where, where, what's going to be on the front end, the back end, you know, like all those things really matter. You know, like I said, it's kind of a traditionalist approach, but I feel like that's still really important because you're going to have people that are going to put the vinyl on and yeah. sit back and want to hear that full record and just like, feel like at the end of it, like, wow, that was, that was something I, to hear. You know? I agree. Was, yeah. I agree. That's, I mean, I definitely think that listening to that, 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 you know, just listening to it over and over again, I even listened to it on the way here. I was driving and I, I've been in quarantine for a while. And again, it was weird for me to drive, but I was like listening to it. And I was like, fuck, I want to be on a road trip right now so I can jam out <laughs> to this thing. Yeah. You know, that's, that's mm-hmm. what it made, it made me miss the road, which that's is awesome. And Angela, that, that's really what we go for. You know, I, how many times have we grown up, you get the new album from your favorite yeah. band and you're disappointed and you're like, what? what? But why? You know, why'd they, why'd they go true. that way? Why'd they do that? Why are you, you betraying know, me? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And so we, we really feel that, you know, we feel that on a personal level that like, we're not going to do that to the fans. So our albums are going to evolve. And they're going to evolve in, in the areas that people will want them to, you know, more gang vocals, more melody. And we kind of strip it of all the bells and whistles and just get down to the basics of what made us all fall in love with this kind of music. And for us, it's always been vocals, but it's also been the lyrics. You know, that's, that is what kind of the punk rock lyrics and melodic skate punk has been about. So that's important to us. We are a PMA type of band and we believe you know, if we're going to sit here and preach music, we better be saying something important or at least something that can help someone or brighten someone's day or make it, make it, you know, even the slightest difference. That's really important to us. Dude, I'm a 90s kid, man. I'm all about those liner notes, mm-hmm. right, Drea? I yes. know you live at that life too, so. Yeah, absolutely. We're, we're exactly, exactly. That's how I found out about all the bands I ended up loving is just reading all the liner notes. The, the credits. Like, the thank you. The credits, yeah. It's like, I just, that's where I was at the, Freaking Circuit City. <laughs> Do you remember yeah, Circuit yeah. City? Yeah. Yes. Get the yes. CDs or Circuit City back in the day. <laughs> they, had the, they had the cheapest CDs in the in the town, so I always uh, head over there. I mean, that's what like, got me into, like, music. Oh, photography. Bill. It, it was best life for me and Jesse, but you really did it yourself. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm a little, yeah, a little older, but uh, Circuit City and uh, Sam Goody's been around. It was always a spot Sa- for a while. Sam too. Goody, too, yeah. yeah that artwork too tower records yeah i mean seriously someone told me they're like yeah that photo that i took they're like that looks like a 90s album cover and i'm like thanks i guess you know and then i realized that oh that's where you learn it from it's just what inspired you yes yeah you're just drawn to that aesthetic you know and like i just love i always love the 90s aesthetic with the logos and all that stuff i just i still you know when i I, I still like love all the old like Pennywise shirts and all the you know, the bad religion logo and all yeah, it's all that stuff, man. It's like even though that logo was the more eighties, but um, it's classic. Yeah, it's a classic. But going into like we were talking about, um, you know, connecting with people. I feel like that's I feel like you know, all bands really kind of make or break their name on their live show. You know, like uh, yeah. just to just. And FYI, I'm somewhat of a Dave Grohl fanboy. I love Dave Grohl. I love, I think that dude's just rules. And like, he said something one time and I always stuck with me. And he said, he's like, you know, he's like, when it comes down to it, he's like, if your band doesn't have a great live show, you got nothing, you know? And, and I always took that to heart. I'm like, that's absolutely true. To me, I always feel like if your live show is not killing it, you may have the best, you know, music or whatever. But like, if you can't connect with the fans and with the people at your show and bring them into the show, you got nothing. 
And so I always feel like I put a lot of pressure. I feel like we put a lot of pressure on ourselves and a lot, we hold ourselves to a high standard. Like live shows gotta be just awesome. People have to walk away from that show being like, this is the greatest thing I've seen today. And so and I think we hear, we hear that often. I know. And, and, but we, yeah, which is know, really we incredible. Put a lot of, we put a lot of work into the live show because I feel like, you know, for a band like us, we're not a big band. We're not on a big label. We don't, we're not going to just get uh, our music is not going to be out to all these people, you know, just automatically. So we have to build this thing one thing at a time. And when you're at the show, if there's 20 people that weren't there that didn't know about you and you bring them into the live show, you got a fan for life always. Yeah. Word. You guys kill it. And what we all, we watched the live videos and, and just watching you. I was like wishing I was at that show. <laughs> yeah. I was like, fuck, this is rad. Like, Oh, thank you. That's, 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 awesome. that's, thank you. that's great to hear because that's definitely what we aim for. Like, we want people to be like, this is a show that I was really happy I went to, not just like, eh, that was okay. You know, like, that's the worst. It's almost like the, to be, um, you know, it's almost worse than somebody hating on you is to be like, eh, that was just whatever. <laughs> you know? Yeah. You know? But it reminds me of I'd rather have somebody say, wow, I fucking hated that. That was awful. Instead of being like, eh, you know, it's like, give me a strong reaction one way or another. Yeah. Yeah. Feel it. Feel it. Reminds you of why you're alive. That's what music should do. You know. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. And we. Uh, well, we, we want. We, we, really we want to be like. To... Good. Just. I was just gonna me? say we want. Yeah. yeah, we want it to be like a can't miss show. And I, I know you know we've only been doing this a few years now overseas and a couple albums, but we really started to hear that people would say you know to their friends you can't miss Chaser. Wow, they're on the bill. You have to. You have to catch them. And I think that that kind of uh catches on and i think we i hope so but i think we kind of built that reputation that guys come to a chaser show we are going to give it everything we have every last breath and ounce of energy we're going to leave out on you know the stage i mean that's kind of our sports backgrounds too you leave it all out there on the court and that's really what we do so we just give it everything we have and we hope that the fans will will either reciprocate or at least respect it yeah, I agree. I agree. That's always been the kind of uh, our vibe. And I think that's a, that's a good way to kind of uh, keep progressing as a band. And I, I just, uh, I, that's why I miss the live show so much. Cause I feel like when we play a show like that to a, a bunch of new people, man, it's just like, that's the one opportunity where you can really, you can really yeah. grab a bunch of people at one time and get them on your, in your camp and be like, Oh yeah, I didn't even know about these guys, but I love that show. That was awesome. Yeah. Otherwise, it's another Facebook post with you right know, another a few, Facebook a few post, another, another Spotify <laughs> stream, eh, whatever. Yeah, you know. exactly, exactly. Facebook post yeah. says Chaser. Man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, speaking of live yeah. shows, yeah. I, I noticed that your band and our band are going to be in Europe next year. Yeah. 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 Right. Cool. yeah. <laughs> We're gonna party, dude, for sure. Yeah, that'll be fun. Is Angela coming out? Really? No, it's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, the it's, whole thing. it's true. It's the Venomous Peaks and Friends. <laughs> 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 yeah, I wouldn't miss it, dude. I'm so excited for them. And, it's, you know, it's, it's a huge, huge step in yeah. the dream come true. It, it is. What kind of. Is it your first trip over there? <laughs> Funny you should ask that. I was just going to ask you, what kind of advice would you yeah. give a band trying to make it or trying to get booked in Europe? What kind of advice? What are, what are we doing? What should we not do? Tell me. <laughs> I, I can tell you, Who's going to feel that I, one? I can tell you this. Um, you know, the biggest hurdle really in Europe is to either 
have a booking agent who deals with European uh, promoters and European venues. And there are some good local ones that work in Europe too, or be with a band that has a bit of a following where you can jump onto their tour. Those are really the two things because getting booked in Europe, especially in the summer is challenging because so many bands are on tour and a lot of people are on holiday. And so there's a lot of challenges that come with booking and we've dealt with these challenges, really getting good shows in the summer. You know, it's highly competitive and it's just, <laughs> it's tough to do um, unless you have a booking agent really pushing for you. And even if you do, sometimes it's, 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 it makes it challenging. So um, I wish I had <laughs> some magic piece of advice, but yeah, yeah. It's, it's tough. It's tough out there for sure. You know? And so the first time we went as, as um, in this iteration in 2018, I mean, Mike and, um, Mike and them went back in 2006 with good riddance. Um, but the first time we went together, we only did three shows. We paid three festivals um, because we were just kind of putting our foot in the water. You know, nobody really knew us over there. And so we went over there and we just played our hearts out on those three shows and figured, well, let's show them what we're about. And then hopefully next year they'll be like, wow, I saw them at that festival. Let's bring them back. So um, luckily the response was great and that we had some other opportunities come up in 2019. And so yeah. we just, I would say my advice is whatever shows you get, just maximize the hell out of them. Show them your, your, you know, just bring your best possible show you can bring. And like that kind of get your name and they're like, Oh yeah, I saw them. I fucking kicked ass, you know, and then they'll bring you back. And I'll, I'm going to add on the festivals and such, you know, <laughs> we come from the warp tour days when, when we were a no-name band on Warped Tour, and I'm sure you girls all remember that, and people are walking around with signs and banners and promoting. We're all about that, too. You know, we're, nothing is beneath us. So we're, when we went out to Punk Rock Holiday and Brack Rock, we were handing out cards. We had cards, hey, here's our show. Here's our showtime, this stage. And we walked around all day just handing out cards, trying to build up the fan base. And it was really cool to see how many people said, oh, yeah, Chaser, of course. Of course I'm going to come watch you. But nonetheless – we probably got another 50, 100 heads there. And then that just creates a better environment for the live show. So, you know, my advice, not just you girls, but to any bands and especially small bands listening, you, you can never be too big to promote and to work hard and to have a good work ethic. And, you know, nothing should be beneath you. Just give it all you have. And connect with the people there. That, that was huge for us, dude. People that didn't know of us, we would just Word. start talking with them, just start, you know, just shooting the breeze with them. Like, yeah, oh, you yeah, that's cool. You've never heard of us. You know, we're a melodic skate punk band from Southern California. If you like this band, this band, this band, you like us. Oh, yeah, I like those bands. And we just start, we create a relationship. Oh, I'm so excited about what he has to say, and it's breaking yeah. up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I'm really into it. Can you see that one more time? That interpersonal relationships. Yeah. yeah. We, and I yeah. will say, like, the merch tent for us is like where after the show just we love hanging out there just talking to people and like that's a really big deal too because you know if you're not the merchant after the show people want to talk to you they want to be like tell you what they thought and like buy a shirt and like it's not just about it's about like you being there on the ground like you're a fan yeah. too letting them know that this this is all one big community and we're just part of it and we we're just really it's it shows an appreciation it shows a kind of a humble to your band that I think people at least I've always appreciated that whenever I've met one of my you know musical heroes and they're just they turn out to be super down to earth I've always just been 
it's like made me more like into their band. I'm like, wow, that person, not only are they an awesome musician or awesome band, they're also just a cool person. And like, then you got me, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, you know, that's like, and so for us, it's like, we're again, we're a small band. And so it's, uh, it, it's important that we just establish those connections because you never know who you're meeting and you never know, uh, you know, they can sometimes, I, I guarantee you people we've met at the merch tent have told somebody else about us. Like, Hey, check out chaser, somebody who never even heard of us before. So, you know, it's just like that grassroots talking about your band. That's that, that's powerful and nothing can really replace that. And we've really been that way since the beginning. I mean, our Gabby, our shows out there in Arizona, you know, as soon as we got off the stage at the marquee, we're at the merch booth the rest of the night. You know, we, that's just always been our MO. When you're at the festivals and you can just sit at your tent and get drunk with your fans and your friends, there's nothing better. There's nowhere better to be anyway. I don't need to be backstage by myself. It, you know, I'd rather be up front with the fans. Yeah. That's what it's all about. Yes, yeah. Mike, that's what we're all about, dude. <laughs> can you guys hear me? Yeah. Yeah. I kind of feel that's how we are too. Is yeah. just always making that extra effort to remember yeah. a fan's name, or you know, yeah. just you know, just be that friendly aspect to them. Because that's, for me, that's what's always mattered too. Is I've yeah. met some big bands, and I don't want to name names, but they've been like dicks, and it's Do changed it. music for me. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't. I, they're like a big, big band. I don't want to. I'm not gonna throw them under the bus. <laughs> But I mean, it's true. I'm I'm a fan. Like the before we became sisters, I was a fan, you know. And it's about connecting through music. If you're not doing that, why are you doing it? Yeah, you yep. should just we be fun. ourselves on that. Hundred percent. That, that's what and we're all about. People, yeah, and people can see that we really love it just because we love it. And there's not like I think for some you know bands maybe that are a little more um, you know a little more of the gristled veteran. You know, they just kind of uh, they don't have that like still that like passion you know what i mean like to a degree or at least it's hard and i get it because you know when you're doing it as a full-time job maybe you you know it, it makes it a little more yeah. difficult yeah it makes it difficult so it's it's not it's not an indictment on them at all but i think like you know fans really enjoy like when they show up and they see how excited you are about the music and how excited you are about other bands and it's like it just i don't know there's a connection there that really just can't be replicated in any other kind of way shape or form well, before all of this and Chaser, I mean, we're just fans. Mike said, I started a punk rock band because I love punk rock so much. And that's how we all started. And I think that we just try really hard not to forget that. You know, and I think the fans appreciate that because we really are on the side of the stage or in, at the barricade singing as loud as we possibly can to our favorite bands. That's, that's real. That's, you know, authentic. What is tour look tour life look like for you guys is it just the just you it's and the, the band best. going on tour or do you guys have other people other and friends that travel along with you or we usually bring that? a merch person but we don't have a full crew or anything by any means um but yeah it's us four and then uh usually somebody who helps us with merch uh, during the show and stuff so um but yeah it's for a job angela <laughs> <laughs> i mean just you, need, you need a job yeah. <laughs> he's just he doing shit i'm just kidding i'm just kidding i'm just kidding, I'm just kidding. so we also yeah. really i'm cool. kidding doing so much uh, more than i am at all and recently what, what's been driver really cool since we started yeah we, we always have a driver then we got the four of us and then we usually bring like a friend who just one time yeah. he came and really just brought one of our boys and he just hey i'll go to europe and i'll help you guys with whatever you need i'll sell merch i'll upload gear it was awesome and then 
we also brought our families. Like Mike can tell a little bit about it, but Mike brought his wife and his two kids to Europe in 2018 and they made it a family trip. And I don't think it gets much more special than that. That's awesome. Yep. But Mike's, Mike's gone now, it seems. <laughs> I'm here. Oh, there he is. He's, he's here. Can you see me? Yeah. What was that like okay. for you traveling with your family then while you were, you know, doing the music thing? You can be it honest, was, Mike. No, it, it, well, you it was your, the best you experience you could possibly ask for, you know? Um, well, I mean, we would play the shows and I'd party with you guys and then I'd go back to the hotel while these guys would stay out, you know, all hours of the night. <laughs> and then I'd, we'd do it again the next day. But to be able to have my family come along and have them see the sites and all the history in Europe and um, it, it's it's a, the best of both worlds. I got my, my boys in the, in the band and, and that's my passion and my you know, my main driving life. Um, and then my family obviously is number one. So it's, it's the best of both worlds for sure. My kids are old enough to where they, they can come along and, 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 you know, and enjoy themselves. Keegan crowd surfed a punk rock holiday for the first time. Did, Remember? What, what? Yeah. yeah. True yeah, story. Right. How, how yeah, old is he, Mike? Yeah, my son. That's awesome. Uh, two years ago, he, he was nine then. That's awesome. Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> Did you bring the pig? Just kidding. I'm sorry. <laughs> Your <laughs> pig's awesome. <laughs> no, sure. but I'm really, I'm really excited for you guys to go to Europe, man. I mean, you got your foot in the door, and that's, like, such a big deal, you know? Yeah. That's, like, really, that's the first step. And you've already accomplished more by getting that than, like, a lot of bands who would love to be in that position. So it's just, like, going back to advice, just, like, yeah. make the most of it. And, like, whatever yeah, that is, whatever that looks like, and they'll have you back because they they love the 90s punk over there still. And it's a great – I just love Europe and I love Quebec. For whatever reason, those two areas just seem to really be so passionate about it in a way that, you know, maybe the Southern California fan who, um, you know, maybe isn't as into looking for new music as they once were uh, because, you know, it's like there's so much access around here. But over there, they just really appreciate it. They appreciate the small bands. They really yeah. do. It's the difference. They'll go see a small band and become a fan of a small band and buy a shirt of a small band and the CD and they'll just get into you, you know, like that's the one thing I've always noticed about Europe and, and Canada, Quebec area, especially is they are really give small bands a chance. If you kill it, they're going to like be all about you, which is cool. Yeah. You got to bring it. <laughs> bring it. Bring oh, it. Always. No, I'm stoked. We're going to party. We're going to hang out. We're going to get into some Europe trouble with Chaser. It's going to be rad. Yeah. yeah. Are you going to yeah. chase Chaser in Europe? Mer, mer. Sorry. Mer. Mer. Thank you. Nice. Um, I did want to ask, um, you guys have gotten, you know, the opportunity to play with bands. Is there a favorite band that you like to play with? <laughs> that's a really good question um i would say for me the reason i picked up a guitar in the first place is pennywise so um being able to play with them a handful of time times over the years is uh is a real milestone for me uh, i'm sure it's different for every member of the band um jesse got to play with his idols face to face so um yeah i tell and you then, and speaking of that our first show at paris our first show, in, our first show in europe was in paris and i got to play with agnostic front which is like the reason i picked up a guitar and so to play with and meet roger 
and Vinny and those guys was just amazing. And like, it was just like, I was trying not to be like, you know, too excited fanboy, but you know, I'm just, I'm a huge agnostic front fan and I have been for years. And that's like, I just, that would, that to me was a real, I mean, we're not a hardcore band, but it was a show where it was a combination of punk rock and hardcore. And so it was just really a, a super, it was just a big honor to play with them. And it really felt like, wow, this is a band I've like really been into since I was 15, you know, and to finally play a show with them was really cool. And Pennywise too. That's the last show we played in Big Bear in January was with Pennywise. So yeah. that was our last, which was an amazing show and so much fun. But how cool that all and three just, of us. And then just from like, these festivals. Yeah. Oh, I was going to say, and then just from these festivals, we've met so many awesome bands that we became friend, become friends with and love hanging out with. And we, we've been seeing them at, you know, at different festivals over the last few years. Um, no fun at all and mute to name a couple you know just really fun band to hang out with sorry i'm not laughing it's just a little pig <laughs> there's just a there's just a pig in the background i just want to i just wanted to comment how cool it is that you know three grown-ass men can sit here and talk about when we were kids and our idols that we looked up to and all three of us can say that we've all opened for and played with the bands that you know were the reasons we picked up guitars you know, that's a, that's big. That's a big deal. And you just can't forget that because otherwise my 13 year old self would be kicking my ass, you know, to know that we actually got to accomplish it. These were life goals. These were dreams that we really get to live out. And I just, I'm just not going to let myself. Well, and I think that's what I've always loved about punk rock is it always seemed like, you know, when I was growing up and I first got into rock music, I was into Van Halen and, you know, like uh, some of the bigger bands. And I was like, it always seems so unattainable. Like, I'm never going to play with Van Halen, you know, I'm never going to like hang out with Van Halen, but like punk rock is such a kind of a working class endeavor. I feel like it's, it's accessible. Like when you see a band, you're like, yeah, I could be that band. I could play with that band. I could like, you you know what I mean? It's, that's what I think think draws (laughs) it to people though. I said that because I was like, that was the first time. Or at least meet that band. when, When I listened to Eddie Van Halen, I was like, I can't play that. You know, I'm never gonna be able to play like that. But with punk rock, it was like, you learn a couple bar chords, like Mike was saying earlier. Yeah. We learned some Offspring and some Green Day songs, and we were off, off and running, you know? Like, yeah, that's, that's what's point. always, I've always loved about that is that it really is a genre for people that feel like, man, if I just put in a lot of hard work and I really like, you know, I don't need a bunch of fancy lessons to do it. I just like, I just practice my ass off, work hard at it. And, you know, this could, it's possible. It's possible. Yeah, that's, that's a good assessment. It's the... It's accessible to anybody that wants and anybody that likes this genre. There's nothing too flashy about it. Yeah, there's, there's no rock it's stars. Passion. Yeah. It's all yeah. hard. No, yeah, there's, there's very, yeah, the hard. very few exactly. rock star complexes. Yeah. I, I, found, I haven't found many bands. Um, I, I don't even know if I've had a negative experience where someone was a total, like, blow me off or being a jerk or whatever. You know, I, I think, I, as with all people, like, you got to be respectful and not, like, get all in their face or get all weird about it. But, like, you know, if you're nice and kind, everyone's been really nice and kind, you know, regardless yeah, that, of what kind of band they're in or what kind of, you know, how big they are or whatever. I've never found them anything, anybody to be anything but really kind and gracious and just nice. That was that was a realization in Europe was you're meeting everybody because you're at these festivals. Warp Tour too, I guess, but that was a little different because that was, you know, in the States. But when you're in Europe and you're overseas and you're all from the States and you're all, you know, thousands of miles away from your wife and kids and 
you just realize that everybody's just people. We're all human beings and we're all in it together too. And I think we always know that, but when you really get to experience it and meet some of these bands that you've always looked up to and you got to remind yourself, hey, just have a normal conversation. He's just a normal dude. That's, that's really cool. I think that that shows that, you know, it's just punk rock. That's all it is. It's just a serious message from the heart. Every, ah. Everybody's just a dude at yeah. the end just, of the day. We're, we're all, all just dudes. <laughs> <laughs> so I have a very important question to ask you guys. Um, I ask this on every single fucking episode. And when I don't, it would start out as a joke. And then when I don't, I get a lot of feedback, whatever. If you guys were a burrito, what kind of burrito <laughs> would you be? Supreme. What? Nice. Nice. Next. (laughs) (laughs) Or do you not like burritos? (laughs) No, I love burritos. Do you want me to go, Mike? You want to go? You go first. I'm really thinking about this one. I'm going to change mine to California burrito. Nice. Nice. I I am 100% a vegan California burrito with, yes. Nice. I usually well, I usually get the uh, vegan steak, whatever they call it, uh, whatever that's, you know, uh, fake fake meat. Yeah, but yes. Nice. Uh, I'm just gonna go with my favorite, Al Pastor. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> with pineapple. With pineapple. Nice. Yes. We have not heard yeah. pineapple. I have not. I've never had a pineapple. I've never heard pineapple. About, uh, about a person through their burrito choice. I'm telling you. <laughs> I, love pineapple on a, I love pineapple on a pizza, though. I don't care about the haters. It's good. It yeah, really I'm is. With you. I'm, I'm with it's, you. It, it's fantastic. It's pizza. Why are you going to hate on pizza? Like, right. Look, it can do yeah. no wrong. Yeah. It can't. Exactly. It's not. An, it, yeah, it's, it's, it's gorgeous, and it's awesome, and I love it. <laughs> I've um, never heard pineapple in a burrito, though. I gotta admit. Never. Yeah, I haven't either. Oh, it's only an Al Pastor. They they put pineapple in it. Nice. I haven't had it, but it sounds delicious. Sign me the fuck up. Let's do this. I know. I'm, I haven't had dinner. I'm, I'm hungry, so. That <laughs> sound good. Sound good. Bill, they make vegan Al Pastor too. If you, you can find it some places. Dude, nice, nice. You know what? You turn me on to the a couple good vegan items, and we got to talk about that later. Uh, I found something good, real good. I think you guys would dig. Being, I know, real quick, but being vegan on tour, that's that's gotta show its problems. It's, it's tough. Or not problems. I, not problems. Sorry, challenges. Yes, challenges. it's it's um it's it's hard in Europe, especially when you get outside the big cities. Big cities is pretty easy because nowadays Paris and London or whatever they're all gonna have vegan eats all over the place, you know. But uh, if you get into the countryside a little bit, a little bit like smaller cities. Um, you know, I allow myself fish sometimes if I'm in a real pinch, you know, so that's yeah, see, like, I know why you're laughing. <laughs> yeah, of course. Because the, the survived truth on is, French fries for three days. Just, yeah, I do yeah. have French fries. <laughs> French fries everywhere I, we went. You know, I'm looking out for my girl, Cassie. I mean, she's not vegan. She's veggie. So she's definitely going to need to take some pointer. Well, she's, she's probably got no, yeah, French, French fries and, knows, and, uh, I get chips at every stop without question nice you know so just like yeah. lots lots of empty carbs is how you survive it the festivals the, are all great though the festivals are all loaded with yeah vegan f- festivals have awesome. all vegan food so it's really not that big of an issue unless you're kind of in a out there location and where you know they don't have a lot of uh, now veggie options you're fine because europe is all about the cheese and bread you know you can get cheese and bread everywhere and so if you're a veggie and not vegan you got cheese options like galore 
Nice. And French fries. So real quick, let's kind of jump jump, uh, gears here. On the podcast, we like to ask our guests about any paranormal experiences they've had or ghosts or UFOs. Um, you've, You've toured a lot. You've gone to Europe. Do you have, have you guys experienced anything? Do you have anything weird? Have you seen anything that kind of made you question no. life? <laughs> Non-believer? <laughs> no? Yeah, what the heck? But tell us some, some scary stories. Yeah. I, I, saw, I, saw Mike, I saw Mike and Davey on the kitchen floor um, after a long <laughs> night in Belgium. And they had that like was life changing. They had, they, had they had a dish towel over them trying to use that as a blanket, I think. <laughs> <laughs> it was one, one for the both of us. It was one. You guys were cuddling, and that's cool, you know. Oh. No shame in the game. Yeah. Nothing paranormal. I want to believe. I want to believe. <laughs> that was a that was a fun night in Belgium, though. That was super fun. Yeah, that was. <laughs> they're just the, the ghosts are like, they're sharing a towel. I'm good. I'll leave the bros alone. Let's leave them alone. Let's leave the bros alone. Yeah. Yeah. Was that linoleum? Were you, were you sleeping on linoleum? Yeah, it must have been. Yeah, it had obviously. to be linoleum. Yeah, it's, obviously, yeah. that'd be appropriate. So yeah. Definitely. <laughs> All right, real, real quick, go ahead and plug where the listeners can find your music and you online. Yes, see, that's you, buddy. All right. Hey, thank you all for listening. Chaser, signing off. You can check us out on Spotify, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, everywhere you listen to music. Most likely Chaser Punk. Whoop, woo! <laughs> also, yeah, I'm going I'm I'm to add to this. ChaserPunkRock.com is the oh, one-stop shop. The websites, exactly. ChaserPunkRock.com is a one-stop shop. You can get all of our socials there. You can get merch. You can get music, videos. ChaserPunkRock.com will take you to wherever you want to go. It's like going back to uh, the 90s. We got an awesome new website. We just recently went old school, and we uh, we got another uh, a new homepage, an official website, which we haven't had for about 10 years. So you're all a fish, official. No, it looks official today. It was very nice. Didn't you have a story about Davey? Yes, I Sorry, really, real quick. really quick. Yes. I was. Davey stories I, are the best. I, well, Everybody has a story about Davey. <laughs> <laughs> well, since I usually represent the person that's like the roadie, the art person, whatever, I really dig in people's social media pages to try to find other things outside, you know, in depth to connect with aside from the music, beyond the music, right? So there was an interesting thing that I saw on Davey's page and his i've never met his wife but she's seems like an angel of a woman because she paid to have carol fucking baskin oh so good send a fucking message and say chaser and just plug your band i was like i saw that that was unreal i don't know how she did that well she paid for it but she is a magical being that wife that wife it was a million years when you I did watched good the, marrying her. <laughs> when I watched the Lion King or the Tiger King documentaries, I never in a million years would have thought I've heard I would hear Carol Baskin say my <laughs> band name. She go, I know it was so funny with her little accent. She's like, Oh, chaser. She goes, That's pretty cool. You guys are gonna go on tour. We gotta feature it on this fucking episode, you guys. We gotta we gotta just bumper it in. Hey all you cool cats and kittens. It's Carol Baskin at Big Cat Rescue. Davey, you must be one cool cat. 
Ashley tells me that your birthday is on July the 11th and that you are a drummer in the band Chaser. How cool is that? And that you're releasing a new album this year. Maybe you'll finally be a rock star. It's your time. Yeah, this is going to be it. Surely this is going to be it this time. She says that you love going on the river and you love loud, fast boats. So go fast and don't die. Whatever happened to your sweet mullet? I bet it was after Tiger King came out, right? Saw Joe wearing that mullet and it was like, ooh, don't want to be associated with that. I'm betting that's what happened to it. Stay cool, cats. 2020 yep. has been a total dumpster fire, but that is the one thing that really makes it almost salvageable. Dude, yeah. he talk, she mentioned a mullet, too. Did, did Davey have a yeah. mullet at some point? He did. And then, yeah. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. yeah, he did have a mullet. Rec recently. That was, like, only, like, a few months back. That's but she yeah, called him out, deeper. too. She's like, you must, yeah, you must have been watching a lot of Tiger King or something. She yeah. totally called him out. Yeah. It was, like, totally at the same time, he grew out his mullet. She totally started talking shit, too, about, about him. I, that, that message was the gift that kept on giving for me. I was like, is this real life? And with her little flowered hairs and, you know. And we, like, had no, we had no idea. I woke up in the morning and I'm on my phone. I'm looking at my phone I'm like, Carol Baskin on Davy's page. What the fuck is this? And she just starts talking. And she mentions Chaser and Davy's mullet. And, like, mind you, we've been writing him about his mullet for two months now. So it was just gold. It, was, it couldn't have been any better. She's got to make money somehow. You know, like, I mean, I mean that just fucking yeah. made my she day. She get paid for killing her husband, so. Right. Yeah. Oh. yeah. Moment of silence for that hey. poor bastard. Hey, never, pro never proven. <laughs> oh, come on. Never proven. So fucked up. Boys, I don't know how to top that. Thank you so much for <laughs> yeah. joining us tonight. I really appreciate it. Looking well, thank you so much for having us. Thank you, guys. Yeah, this was awesome. Thank you, girls. We really look really forward great. to to jamming with you in Europe next year. It'll be fun. I'm going to take your photos. Very During cool. your set, it's going to be rad. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, look at the babies. There's a little pug. No, it's not a pug. It's just so cute. I don't know what it is. <laughs> it's a French bulldog and a pig. Aww. So cute. I mean, how many people can say that on that note? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thanks, dudes. Thank, Thank you. you, girls. Bye. Thanks, Bye. girls. It was a blast. Bye. Thank you.
Hey, this is Siobhan from the She's a Punk Podcast, and you are listening to the Sound Sisters Podcast. Because of course you are. They're the best. Once again, thank you to Chaser for joining us on this episode of the Sound Sister Podcast. Go to iTunes, Spotify, and listen to their music, YouTube to watch their videos. And keep checking back on their brand new website for tour dates and when they come to a town near you. Chaser, we'll see you guys in Europe next summer. I'm looking forward to it. Remember to head over to the website SoundSistersAZ.com to view and listen to previous podcasts. Go to Facebook and like us. Instagram to follow us at SoundSistersAZ. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button to be notified on new episodes. And check out our kooky sister podcast called Grave Sisters, located under the Sound Sisters platform on all streaming platforms. Check out older episodes on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and Google Play. And leave us a review. Show some love, guys. We need to see some some of those five stars. We want to feel the love and hit subscribe. We have new shirts on our merch shop over on the website, so go get one. Thank you again for all your support. It means everything to us. On that note, this is your host, Randall, signing off with my lovely ladies, reminding you to keep your eyes on the prize, always do your best, and wash your hands. Thank you. Good night. Bye! Bye.